Welcome to 239 Uncensored. Everything Southwest Florida and beyond with your host, Tim Jurad. This podcast covers it all. Real talk on issues from real estate to real crime. Join the discussion on hot topics to politics. Don't get left behind. Be in the know about everything Southwest Florida and beyond. Everything Southwest Florida and beyond. And we have a really cool guest in this episode, and we're kind of going to, you know, reach out a little bit, do something a little bit different. We have a listener. We have Victor Rodriguez. He's a listener of ours. I wouldn't know if he's necessarily a huge fan. We'll let him make that decision, but he's kind of interested in what we do on the podcast. He's actually wrote a school paper on one of the podcasts we did with Dash's Clay. Victor, are, are you on? We got you. We're bringing you in the studio from a, a live feed. How's that? Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm Victor, and uh, I'm a finance major at Rutgers University. At Rutgers University, outstanding. Yeah, where, where are we? Where are you calling in from now, Victor? So I'm in my uh, grandparents' house down in South Jersey. Nice. Well, yeah. welcome, welcome. It's a it's a pleasure to have you on. And Diana, our producer, she's outstanding, fantastic. She does a great job. She brought it to my attention that one of her friends, Victor, has done a school paper on the 239 Uncensored podcast. And in particular, one one person that Diana has known for a long time and kind of been a fan of is Dashes Clay. Now, can you tell us a little bit about that paper and kind of how that whole thing started? And then we'll kind of go in a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so, you know, me being really big into hip-hop, and um, I wanted to write an essay about it, and we had to write about a community, so I wanted to write about the hip-hop community, and I not just wanted, I didn't just want to talk about it, I kind of wanted to show the background of it, like what goes on in their heads behind the scenes, like what people really don't know about the community, so... I remember seeing the clip of Dashes talking about like how he doesn't sleep, like people are blessed to have the nine to fives, like that clip that you guys posted everywhere. Like I really like that. So I, I cited that quote and a, a couple other ones and put it in the paper. And then, you know, I kind of just talked about like the creative process and like like how rappers do songs. And then I did my own interviews from rappers in my area, like uh, from Camden. And um, I kind of pieced it all together and it turned out really well. Yeah, that's kind of neat. Now, when we first had Dashes in, and I give you a little background on my career, I was in law enforcement for 31 years, but I'm very open to it. And I, and I love music, right? So, you know, it's not necessarily the music. It's, I think with, you know, in the rap industry, country music, whatever genre you're into, I think it's kind of the inspiration of what that person brings. And, and, and exactly right, when Dashes was here in the studio, it was a really neat interview. And matter of fact, after I got done, I go, listen, you're a good rapper. Your music's phenomenal. But your story and inspiration is really cool. And I remember that quote as well. He goes, listen, those people are blessed if they can, you know, go home and not have to think about things all night like I do because I'm 24-7, 365. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. Like, the inspiration is another thing that also really gets me because, like, a lot of the time they come from that bottom, that spot where they don't want to be, and they talk about it, and they release their inner emotions. Like Kid Cudi, I really like Kid Cudi. He's a rapper because he's very creative, and he talks about his struggles, and, like, we kind of go through them together. And then at the end of the day, like, we're both just trying to get through and succeed in life, so we just kind of take the obstacles as they come. Now, do you think, like, rappers take their real life, or do they kind of take the community and, and like, your paper and kind of just – bring some of their culture into that i mean or or is it a mix between do you i guess my my question is do you think that rappers kind of make up stories to 
deliver the rap or do you think that the majority of them are actually have lived this? Cause you know, we all know that, you know, a lot of the rappers have lived and died, you know, eight or nine times. We don't know if those dishes, <laughs> you know, I think Tupac still lives by the way. Uh, it really just depends on the artists. Like I feel like most of them are very genuine because like a lot of them come from similar areas, like whether it be like from like, let's, let's just give examples like Atlanta, West coast, like New York, Compton, whatever. Um, but I know some of them have been leaked or have it even openly admitted to faking it for songs. Like, I know this one rapper, he's not really, like, too big, but he kind of blew up for a little while. Lil Tecca, he made a song about, like, like toting guns and all that cr- stuff. But and then in an interview, he said that it wasn't true. So you just kind of got to dissect it and then think of yourself and think of who they are, I guess, and determine that if it's real or not. Yeah, you know, that's an interesting story because, like I said, myself being in law enforcement, I was in a you know law enforcement officer for several years, and one of my duties was uh, I was the sergeant. I ran the street gang unit. So, oh, okay. we, yeah, we had, I mean, we're, we're in Collier County. It's, it's pretty much in check right now. But back in, you know, 97, 98, 99, we were on a, we were at, we had a tipping point going. So we had a guy that promoted a rap concert out at our fairgrounds and there was about 10 rap artists that were scheduled to be there well we really really beefed up we beefed it all up i mean we we knew there was going to be a lot of people from miami a lot of people from tampa a lot of people from our community here so we really beefed up the deputies because they you know the names were primarily gang related type groups and they they fostered that gang relationship well we got there we we're all fired up. We're like, these guys are going to be, you know, hell on wheels. How these guys come over and said, yeah, we were shopping with the family. You know, we had the kids, these rappers were like, they loved us. I mean, they were, they were really nice when they were there. So I think a lot of it is, is, is kind of like that persona that they have to, you know, kind of portray. Uh, of course, there's some that are really in some heavy duty shit. We know that, but you know, but the reality is I think a lot of them are, are just trying to convey that, convey that because that's how they, that's how they make a living. That's how they make their money. Yeah. And, you know, even if they do exemplify that, I mean, as long as they're still being creative about it and still making good music that at least has meaning, like if it has like at least meaning to it, like it's more justifiable compared to like just them talking about random stuff that they haven't done and then thinking that it's going to do well. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I get it. Just I happen to know, obviously, we all know Kanye West. Give me give me a little rundown. Oh. What's, your thought, what's your thought about him? And and kind of do you do you think he's a, a real creative or do you think he's just kind of like a little bit outlandish i'll give you my opinion all right yeah my honest opinion is that i think he's a creative i absolutely love kanye west like he's one of my favorite artists and um like what he's been doing recently with the whole kim k uh, and pete ordeal that's a different story we're right. talking about his music right. here um but uh, music wise the man's is a genius i love kanye yeah. Now I have, I'll be honest with you. I have a real hard track time tracking the guy. I just don't think, I mean, I listen to his lyrics. I listen to his stuff and it's just like, I think he markets himself better than his skill, but that's, that's my difference of opinion on that. But, but again, he's, he's a guy that can go in and, you know, pay to shut down a whole, you know, 60,000, 60,000 attendance of 60,000 people and shut down the whole place just for his girlfriend to have, you know, have a night or Kim, I guess was his wife at the time, but have a, have a, a nice romantic evening in a huge stadium. <laughs> so he's, yeah, he's, no, he's, that's he's, crazy. He's got the juice, right? He's got the juice. So how can I really, yeah. you know, get him on that? So a little bit more, um, 
give me some of your goals in life because it's great to hear from young people and you know kind of some of the things that you inspire to be in your you said you're a finance major yeah i'm a finance major at at Rutgers, and um, a lot of my goals just kind of come to like financial freedom and like making sure like my family's good so like you know like i didn't really like have it the best so like it kind of motivated me growing up to kind of like be different and stand out and kind of like be my own person and like i learned independency like growing up pretty young and i just like i realized all the money problems that we've had going through and like i realized that i don't want to go through the same problem so like i'm trying to take this road and you know and learn everything and grasp everything to try to you know, reach financial freedom and support everybody around me, you know, and teach people. I want to be a big teacher too. Like, I feel like if I actually do able to make it in life, which I'm confident I am, I want to educate people also coming up because I know how hard it could be. So I want to kind of facilitate it for them and, you know, bring people up with me. Victor, how old are you? I am 18. Yay. I love it, man. (laughs) I love it. You're a smart young man. You got a lot of things going, I think, for you, and you're you're going in the right direction. You should be very proud of yourself, and, you're, and I'm sure your Thank parents you. are too. And that goes into my my next step. I, what do you tell like us old people? You know, I'm I'm fifty. I won't, I'm forty. I'm thirty five. No, I'm, 50, <laughs> I'm fifty four. Going to be fifty five shortly. But what do you tell the older folks that are out there that really don't think that our kids, millennials, or or, or even younger, are all that anymore do you, do you think that's kind of been going on forever <laughs> what like uh what do you mean well i think there's a lot of people out there that don't give you guys as much confidence as and as much support as you should get I'm, I'm oh just i see what you mean i'm just okay. the opposite. i like i like young people that to work with i've got diana she's real young she's 22 i enjoy the young people because they bring the creativity and new look at things what do you tell like us older people about your cultures and about your heritages and about how how you learn at you know 18 years old i mean i just i strongly believe that we're all products of our environment you know like like growing up you know the environment that i had you know and everything like that it all makes us who we are and we just have our own twist to it and i feel like that they just all gotta give us a shot and let us show what we got to show them you know let us prove ourselves like everybody deserves at least an opportunity especially if they're confident in themselves so you know like Rutgers gave me a great opportunity like i got a full ride i'm kind of just taking my opportunity as they come so you know you just got to give us young guys a shot Now's the time to take care of our sponsors. This episode of the 239 Uncensored Podcast is proudly sponsored by Florida Pro Realty. If you are buying, selling, renting, or in need of property management, please give us a call or visit our website at www.floridaprorealty.com. Thank you to our sponsors. We're back. Because there are people out there, and you probably have run into them, that just say, yeah, that's a kid, 18 years old. What does he know? That, that, that's got to be frustrating. And I, and I think that when I was 18, I'm sure people said that about me. So I don't think that's ever going to change. But I think, like you said, give those kids an opportunity. When I say kids, young adults, give them an opportunity to succeed. Might have to get their, their feet a little bit wet and, you know, ground a little bit. But, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of people just do not give, you know, the young people a chance. So I, I think it's important and your words mean a lot on that. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with you. Like, um, like, if we have no opportunities, we have to create them for ourselves, and that's already hard enough at 18, considering we really can't do anything, and we don't really have a lot of, like, assets or stuff behind us to really get things going, because the only jobs we can really get is minimum wage right now, so, 
you know, you got to rely on the internships and, you know, whatever comes your way or starting a side business to really get things going for yourself, to make a name for yourself. Yeah. So I understand that you, the business is a big thing for you. Investing, finance, obviously you're taking that in school. Yeah. Kind of give us some of your interest in that. How, what, what do you really like dealing with? You into Bitcoin, you into any of that NFTs? What do you uh, do? I dabbled in the crypto space a little bit. I made a, a few dollars off of Shiba when it reached its peak. I bought it back in August and sold it towards the end of the year. Besides that, crypto is not really my thing. I'm more into stocks and uh, retirement accounts. Like I recently started my Roth IRA, pumped some money good. in there, got some stocks in there. Then I got my Fidelity investing account, which right now is doing really well. And I'm really happy to see how Q2 is going to go for the stock market. And, you know, I just kind of been trying to set myself up early. So that's my big advice to anybody listening, you know, right now is that set yourself up as early as possible and try to get a plan for yourself. You know, the biggest thing is you have to have a plan to succeed. And if your plan doesn't work, it wasn't sound enough and you got to make it more sound. And starting early is the best thing you can do because for your retirement account, every year you start late, you're losing compound interest of money that could be going to that. Yeah, that's great. Explain it. I was I was very fortunate. I had a gentleman come to me when I was about 22 years old, about four years later than you. That four years is a big difference, right? Yeah, huge. He said, Listen, we you know we have this thing called deferred comp. I'm in I'm in you know I work for the the government. I get a little benefit. We have a deferred comp. So basically, what you're doing is you're putting away a portion of your paycheck. And and I will tell you, at that time, it was like 25 bucks. And he said, "Listen, take that 25 dollars, put it away." And basically, when you put it away, that's 25 less in your paycheck that you get taxed on. So really, that 25 turns into 30, right? So you got $30 you're putting away. Every time you get a little pay bump throughout your career, add on to that. Well, I can tell you the last eight or nine years of my career, I was putting in almost the max. So that really helps me when I retire. I mean, I've got a retirement... uh, you know, I've got a retirement from the state of Florida, but that money that's sitting there now is is a very considerable sum that I don't really even have to touch it, but it's there if I need it. But tell everybody that the difference between, you know, just being 18 and 30 years old of how that 12 years can make a big difference in your life as far as investing. Oh, yeah, 100%. So, like, let's say you have your Roth IRA and you got, you know, you want to do more so long-term um, portfolios and um, and assets. So, let's say you wanted to do the Vanguard S&P 500 um, extended traded fund. So, that would be VOO. So, that has an average return rate of, like, 8% a year. It kind of follows the S&P 500. And if you put, like, 200 bucks a month into it, so let's see, 200 a month times 12 that's 2,400 times, you know, 1.08. That's so you made $192 that year. So then that 2,600 that you now have will be 8% increase the next year. And then, so now you do 1.08 times that 2,600. Now you're at 2,800. So that percentage Calm keeps up. ballooning the longer it's in there because it keeps compounding on that initial number. And you're also adding money into it. So if you start at 30, that's 12 less years of compounding. So those numbers aren't going to be as big. So it's not going to be as exponential, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I know exactly. It's almost like the snowman, the snow, the snowball, right? So you, you're making a snowball. You take it, uh, it turns it, you, you pack it up at the top of the hill, snowball. 
And that's people in Florida don't know about that too much about a snowball. <laughs> you pack it up, right? You pack it up. If you roll it down a short hill, it gets pretty big, right? But if you roll yeah. it down a long hill, I mean, it's long. By the time it gets to the <laughs> bottom, right, how big is it going to be? It's going to be gonna huge. Be, it's going to be huge, right? It's going to be big as hell. I've just, yeah, I've just got to tell my daughter, explain to that. that so, so that $5, no, it's not even $5 anymore. That little $8 coffee that you buy at Starbucks when you roll through there instead of going to McDonald's and buy the $2 one, if you take that $8 and you, and you stick it somewhere, that $8, by the time you're 65 years old, could be, you're looking at numbers that could be 1200 bucks. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Maybe more. Maybe more I, I think they go back and they do some illustrations of a, a soda back in 1967. If you bought a soda for, I don't know, back then they were probably what, I don't know, maybe 16 cents a piece. If you took that money, you invested it, it would be some astronomical amount of money that you'd be like, oh my God, I, I can't believe it. And, and and you probably know this, people go out and they drive these really cool cars that they really mm -hmm. can't afford. They've got $800 payments on them, right? And the reality is if you took a car and had a $200 payment and you took the $600 difference and invested that, you could drive pretty much any car you want by the time you're 45. Yeah, easily. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know? And, you know, I feel like a lot of people are intimidated by it or, you know, don't think they can because, like, maybe money's tight or whatever. And I mean, like, you know, like, for me, I've been very independent. I've been kind of taking care of myself for a while. So, it's all about just like looking at the numbers and figuring out where you can do better. Um, like I had to get a better job in order to, cause I wanted to invest more and stuff. So like, and make sure my bills are paid. So, you know, it's just a lot of balancing and you got to find that right balance. But you know, the biggest tip about saving is when you first get your paycheck, put it away first, pay yourself first. Act like it never was there. That way you go off the rest of what you have. Yeah. Because you know, if you've got $20 in your paycheck, right. Ex you know, everybody's like, well, listen, I can't afford it. I mean, people I run adults that I run into, you know, yeah. I say adults, 35, 30, listen, I'm buying a house. I can't afford it. No, listen, pay yourself first, take 20 bucks, 25 bucks, do something. Right. And the older you get, the more you're going to have to put in to, you know, make it work for you. But do something, and then every time you get a little increment of a pay raise or maybe you do some side job or whatever, throw that into the pot because that's just going to snowball again, the snowball theory, right? That's just going to be there for you. So and you're reinforcing. We're reinforcing each other's thoughts. But I, I like to get to the young folks and just let them know, say, hey, listen, your age is a huge advantage to you. Oh, yeah. More more so than most. Because you start doing this stuff when you're in your 50s and you got a lot of catch up to do. And it's just it's just makes it tough. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like a lot of people my age should look look into it, you know, like try to educate yourself a little bit more on finance because it's a big thing. It's going to be with you for the rest of your life. So it's better to know about it now than when it's too late. Yeah. And I, and I'm, I do a little of the crypto stuff and just to go back on that and that. Oh, yeah, space. definitely. Yeah. Let's hear about your crypto journey. Yeah, so the crypto journey is I have a little rule, okay? So my rule okay. is it's not for everybody, but I have a little rule is I'll never buy something that I can't afford to lose, okay? So in other words, if I've got an extra $1,000, nobody likes to lose a 1000 bucks, right? But if I get an extra $1,000 and it just happens to be one of those days where I feel like, all right, let's go for it, I'll go ahead and buy buy a little crypto. My, okay. My, my, you know, buy a a coin or a couple of coins here and there. And the thrill of watching it to me is really fun. Um, it's not so much when I start losing it, but I think every time that I, I throw something in there, I don't necessarily want to lose it. But if, if I lost it, it wouldn't change my life drastically. 
Exactly, yeah. You can't put, like, your rent money in your investing account and be like, hey, I might have rent paid. Like, Exactly. I mean, it's just not something you want to do. So I think if folks your age, folks any age, right, go in and say, let's let's put a 1000 bucks in. Let's watch this and see how it goes. Or put 50 bucks, you know, because 1000 bucks is not there for everybody. Put 50 yeah. bucks, watch it. And like you said, it, when you wake up in the morning, you take a look at it, you know, see what Bitcoin's doing for the day. And, you know, if it's up, you kind of have a fun little bubbly day. Because I'll be honest with you, if it's a buck or 50 bucks, you still get a pretty good feeling when it's up, right? Oh, yeah, 100%. So it's it's kind of a it's kind of a cool thing. But I, I guess I guess go back on it is my my thought on like crypto is don't don't put your life savings in on that because it can no. it can truly be gone quickly. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's still a very volatile market. We got to wait a little bit to see what's yeah. going on with that. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's great talking to you. So any other good advice you'd give to, you know, young and old uh, on this podcast to, you know, kind of just inspiration, thought, you know, how, how do you want to, you know, land this one at the end here? Yeah. So my biggest thing is to don't always sit on the sidelines. You know, you watch these people make all this money off investing or if you say you want to do something um and but you haven't done it yet you know do a little research and just get your get your hands dirty get your feet wet you know like that's the biggest thing like for me i was always talking about oh i want to invest do this like before i was 18 i could legally do it i'm like oh i can't wait to do it and then now i'm 18 you gotta get your hands dirty you lose some money yeah it's expected you're not going to be a pro when you first start but you got to think of the long-term benefits of what you're doing so Victor, I tell you what, you were a very, very good interview, very inspirational. Thank you. Know, you. Always, always come in, you know, on the podcast, and it's great to have a good, you know, we, we've got hope in America with young young men and women like yourself and Diana. Thank you. Uh, it's, it's, uh, yeah, 100%. Diana's yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. Very fortunate to have good people, and uh, thank you for coming on, and anytime you want to come on, just uh, give Diana a little push, and could be just a little bit of inspiration, a little financial advice, uh, whatever. Yeah, I mean, as my journey goes through college, we could do, like, check-ins, you know, Absolutely. and see how 239's doing and everything yeah. like that. <laughs> Rutgers in the house. Just tell us a little yeah, bit. Yeah, 100%. Right. Yeah, very good. 239, uncensored. Everything Southwest Florida and beyond. And thank you, Victor. We appreciate it. And we are out. Please make sure to download and listen to us on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. And don't forget to like and share on social media. This has been a Studio 239 production. That was fun.